Welcome, everyone, to The Joey Harris Show. I am your host, Joey Harris. You can subscribe or support the show at anchor.fm slash The Joey Harris Show. And today, I would like to welcome back Dr. Robertson to the show. The last time you were here, was we got a just fantastic, overwhelming response to that. A lot of people really like that show that I call... Uh, what happens when you procrastinate? And we went down a, a rabbit hole on that and, and all of that. So welcome back. It has been just a little over a year since you were last here, but how have you been? Wonderful, wonderful. I want to say since the last time that I was here, a few things have happened. So I started martial arts uh, and I'm now purple belt. So I started like from the the very very beginning and now i'm about halfway to a black belt um i think that i was an associate dean at the time i've mm -hmm. stepped away from from that role and it focused solely on speaking and consulting um let's see is there anything else i still like long walks on the beach italian food uh i think pretty much those things are still the same uh but I want to say those are the major changes that have happened, uh, but yeah, life is good. Life is grand, and I'm excited to be back. I'm so happy to always spend time with with Joey, the Joey Harris. Well, thank you for that. I was just in my head while you were talking. I'm like, we've known each other for over 10 years now, and I'm like, it has been 18 years. I'm like, oh my goodness, how time goes by. But the one thing you are like the about the only person that I know. Anybody else? I'm like, what's new in your life? And they would go like, like I I told you before we went on. My wife, we bought a new car yesterday, and that's the thing. That'll be the thing for the year. You, I feel like if you came to me, you're like, well, I'm an astronaut now, and I go to the moon <laughs> next week. I'm like, that tracks. That <laughs> tracks totally. It's pretty on brand with me. <laughs> It absolutely is because I, you know, I follow you on on social media, a couple of different places, and I, I've seen the martial arts, and I'm like, that just that totally tracks. But next week, you're like, I've decided to become an indie car racer. Okay, yep. Like there is nothing, as I say to my students when whenever I start training them or they ask me about my past, they're like, you know, what are some crazy things? I'm like. Working in student housing, like I don't think there's a, I, I, I always give it that caveat. I don't think so. I don't say for sure. I don't think there's anything that can happen that would surprise me, but it would be like, oh, that's a new one. That's a new twist on something, right. on something else. I don't think there was anything that you could do that would be like, I'm surprised that Latoya did that. <laughs> wow, I've been compared to student housing. <laughs> <laughs> But you, but you get it. You're like, yeah. you know, with with most people, they're like, you know, if if my father, who I would I would boycott this, if he if he called me up and is like, I've decided to become a rodeo rider. I'm like, no, you haven't. No, you haven't. <laughs> but, it, you know, if he were 20 years younger, I'm like, wow, I would have never have guessed that. If you called me up and said, I've decided to try rodeo riding. I'm like, I got it. Yep. That, that's <laughs> that's on brand for Latoya. Yes. Yes. OK. <laughs> The only thing, no, I take that back. Um, the only thing would surprise me if I heard from you, you're like, I'm giving up everything. There's just nothing else I want to do. I'm just going to stay in the house and watch reruns of Judge Judy all day. I'm like, really? that's, that's not Latoya. I don't <laughs> know. 
Well, and it's funny. It's it's funny that you mentioned some of that. Not that I want to give up all the things, right? But I feel like uh, through a lot of my life journey has been some of it um, filling up the space. So I don't like to be bored. And right. uh, I don't know if I share this with you. I might have, but I have ADHD. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't like to be bored. Uh, and I grew up either reading books or creating an adventure. So a lot of my life was some of that, but then also I think a little bit of overcompensation uh, of my mother, she was mentally ill and she was diagnosed with bipolar disorder when she was 30. So I was about one (laughs) and uh, the majority of my childhood, she wasn't well. So a piece of me felt like I need to fill in the blanks for her so that she could live vicariously through me. So some of it was me not wanting to be bored then some of it was me trying to make up for what I felt like my mother was missing. And then I think a little bit of that, because of my mother's illness, I feel like I m- missed out on some some key core moments in my youth. So some of it was also, now I have the resources, I can do it now. So just chasing the moment, chasing the experience, and to a certain extent, chasing the high, if you will, the high of life, the high of excitement. And I've done a significant amount of those things. Like even the other day, I looked at my life list or what most people call it, their bucket list. Um, just like anything else, I had to put my little twist on it. But I, I looked at my bucket list and I had accomplished a significant amount of things that were, were on that. And the last few things on it, I'm thinking, I'm like, it's cool if I get those, but it's also, I'm okay. Like I'm fulfilled. I feel like a happy whole person mm-hmm. where I don't need to chase the high. I don't need to chase the excitement, chase the moment the same way that I did maybe a few years ago. But I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm still all about an adventure. Give me an adventure and I'm on it. (laughs) I got that. I got that. But that was part of why I wanted to bring you back, because I feel like there is a part of you that says, okay, I've I've reached this level. I want to go get a master. So you did that. I want to go get a doctorate. You, You did that. I want to have a do a TED talk. You've done that, uh, you know, associate Dean, um, uh, write and publish music. You, uh, you, you're doing all of that. So if someone were to get in control of their life and they complete everything on their task list, life list, bucket list, whatever you want to ca- call it, where do they go from there? That's a good question. It's cause it really depends on what's moving them. For a lot of the things that I was doing, yes, I mentioned being bored. Yes, I mentioned my mother. Yes, I mentioned my childhood. But also, at the core of it, I was also avoiding feelings, the negative feelings. I probably not until recently did I start to really process sad moments or hard moments in my life. So, for example, the loss of my mother. It was a really hard moment and a hard time that I didn't really have the time to process so instead of processing it, go do something else. Because if I'm, if I'm chasing a goal, I don't have the time to feel. Mm-hmm. So some of it is healing a little bit. So taking the time to ask yourself, why are you chasing these things? Why are you accomplishing these things? Is it completely altruistic? Is it completely for the desire to, to reach these goals? Or are you masking something else? For me, it was a combination. It was a combination of wanting to do these things because yes, I I did want to do them. I am incredibly ambitious. But also there was also an element of me masking some of the feelings, some of the emotions that I had just never dealt with. And some of that was cultural, uh, just in the in the black community and especially as a woman, 
we're we're not taught to rest. Oh, you're in pain, someone has it worse. You should be thankful for what you have. Oh, this, that, and the third. And later in my life, I'd say I learned that, yes, I can have an ouch and someone can have a worse ouch, but that doesn't negate how how bad my ouch feels, how bad right. my pain feels. And it doesn't negate the process that I need to go through to 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 grow through that. So uh, maybe even identifying that thing. So why are you doing it? Why are you doing that thing? Uh, and also learning how to bask in the moment. For so many years, I would get this really cool win or do this really cool thing. And I never just celebrated. I never just celebrated. Um, so for my, my doctorate, I made it really intentional. I'm going to celebrate this. Mm -hmm. This is this is a moment that I'm just going to, I'm going to allow people to celebrate me. I'm going to celebrate me. It was the strangest feeling ever. Uh, it was, it just felt really odd. And I know that it's the highest, the highest degree of the land. So it's, I mean, lots of things are worth celebrating. Even things outside of educational accomplishments are worth celebrating. But for, let me not say but. And this is also pretty incredible. Uh, so taking the time to say, okay, so why are you doing all these things? Then reflecting and maybe even redirecting. Okay, what's the next thing? So for me now, uh, I've been taking more time to uh, build relationships with my family in ways that I hadn't before. Like I always love them, but I don't know if I always liked them. And maybe that's something that dealt with me. Uh, maybe that was something with them. Maybe that was immaturity on whoever's part. And I'll claim that part. And I feel like there's a point where sometimes we don't like our family as much as we love them. Um, but going through and saying, okay, I actually, like, I have a pretty amazing family and I appreciate them so much. And now that I understand the depth of their love, as well as the magnitude of, of what they've done for me and just unconditionally what they've done for me, uh, mm -hmm. seeing that and realizing, okay, some of the stuff they did and said, while it might not have been the best place, it might not have been done the best, but it was always with the intention of my elevation and my care. Mm -hmm. uh, so for me, taking that time, redirect, uh, evaluate, assess, maybe even redirect. So for yourself or anyone else who's accomplished all those things, ask yourself, why are you accomplishing them? Why did those things matter? Uh, who are you? And are you those accomplishments? Uh, because for so long, I thought I was those accomplishments. I thought I needed those because that was my value. Right. That was my worth. And it's not. It never was. Right. It, what you just said, have, it, it speaks directly to me, to my heart. I was I was in there. I was writing, writing down some notes when you were saying anything. And uh, something that you said just reminded me, uh, because I do stand-up comedy, and I'm, I've always been interested in that, I like to watch different stand-up comics, and I was just thinking of something I once heard Jeff Foxworthy say say when he was talking about family. Like, there are people in your life, you'll cry when they die. You'll cry at their funeral, but you don't want to go on vacation with them. And I was just thinking about that when you were saying, hey, there are people that I love that I may not necessarily like. And 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 dealing with the why behind that, I also liked and I wrote it down, reflecting and redirecting like I do that a lot. Why am I doing what I'm and I'm doing? Am I doing it because it gives me 
it, it fills something up in me. It gives me value or I think it gives me value. Or is it something that I'm doing because I'm expected to do it? Um, it and I'm reminded of that old um, serial commercial that everybody gets wrong when they when they quote it. Um, the the old life serial commercial with Mikey, you know, Mikey likes it and all that. And a lot of people think it's give it to Mikey. He'll eat anything. But it, it really is. I'm going to give it to Mikey. He won't eat it. He hates everything and he actually likes it. That's why the the. But I felt like a spin on that for a long time with me for different things has been like give it to Joey, he'll do it because we will know that that he'll do it. And I found out, you know, I, I kid with people a lot that I'm taking my retirement on the installment plan because I don't know if I'll be around to enjoy my retirement when I get there. And I got it from um, a book series, the Travis McGee uh, mystery series where Travis McGee, that's what he does. He takes a job. He he finds uh, lost items and he finds them and recovers them for a portion of their value. So if you've got a hundred thousand dollar painting that was stolen, he'll find it for ten thousand dollars. I think it's 10 percent. And then when he gets paid, he doesn't do anything until the ten thousand dollars runs out. Then he'll go back because he says he's taking his retirement in the installment plan. Well, I took that to heart about a year and a half ago, where for a year and a half before that, I was a one man operation when I was in Maine, partly out of necessity, partly, you know, I was there and COVID happened and this and that and the other. And I was just being ground down. And finally, I said, I've got to take time for myself. So I said, I'm going out. of, I'm going back home for Thanksgiving. Well, what? So you're going to be here for Christmas? No, I'm going to be at home for Christmas too. Well, you can't do that. Well, I'm I'm going to do it. So uh, because I I just felt like you can't you can't pour from an empty cup, and and that's what I was doing. So uh, for a long time. So just taking time and putting up those boundaries. So when you talked about reflecting and redirecting, I feel like I've been doing a lot of that over the past year and a half. So, so with your reflecting and redirecting, it just told you that you need to spend more time with your family, or did it tell you that you're being ground down? What specifically did it tell you? Uh, that I was being um, ground down, that it was time to move closer to family. And to me, closer to family meant closer than I was, but not that they're right next door and can pop in anytime that they like. You know, it's, okay. it's keeping 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 an arm's dis distance away instead of like multi-state gotcha, <laughs> distances okay. away and so and because my my parents are both older now my wife's parents are the same way um that if something happens i'm not 20 hours away 
Um, and it, it takes almost a day to drive back or to arrange a flight. You know, I still may be, uh, you know, it's a four hour flight. Yeah, but I may have a 12 hour layover because I, I've heard this bad news and I rushed to the airport. They're like, yeah, I can get you there, but it won't be today. Right. Right. OK. One of those things and that I was being ground down and I'm like, I, I needed to leave before I hated myself. I hated the people that I was working with. I hated the institution. I hated everything uh, because it was starting to seriously af affect me um, mentally, emotionally, physically. Like I was just, just, just literally just ground down and I just couldn't handle it anymore. Um, in 2020, I had a total of 21 days off for the entire year. And that's because I took three weeks of vacation that says I've got to get out of here. Now, I realize that was in the middle of everybody's in this pandemic. I, I got that. But when you're in a room and they're telling you that everybody's going home except essential personnel and you realize you're the only essential employee at the college, I'm like, oh, wait, um, wh what's going on here, guys? And they're like, right. <laughs> that's you a know, yeah, th that's the problem. And I'm not I'm not discounting like people having to be on their computers every day and taking multiple virtual meetings. But you're doing that from your home and I'm still in the office every day and figuring out, you know, I've got to entertain these students and help right. them help them with their studies and making sure they're fed. And there's no manual on the wall that says, OK, if this happens, turn to page 23 and that'll tell you how to get through it. I was writing the manual like, nope, right. this doesn't work. Right. This doesn't work. This doesn't work. Yeah. Um, what recharges you? when Latoya is, when her cup is empty, like, are you, are you that person where you need to be around other people to get your energy or is it, nope, this is a night in, I'm reading a good book or I'm watching, you know, reruns of Grey's Anatomy or what is, how, how does Latoya recharge? Well, it, it really depends on why I'm drained. Uh, now I, so I'm an introvert. Uh, and for for those who are unfamiliar with that, so introvert, extrovert, and an extrovert is someone who uh, is recharged around people, or uh, they get energy around people. An introvert, they get energy away from people or with themselves. And that's just loosely stating it for for our listeners out there. Uh, so I'm an introvert, uh, and a lot of times I do spend time with myself. Um, so again, it really depends on why. What is the thing? Um, now, while I'm an introvert, because people always, they often uh, make misjudgments about introverts, and they think that they're shy, they think that they are recluse, they think that they don't get out, uh, but that couldn't be further from the truth. An introvert usually just gets energy from themselves, or they need to recharge for themselves. Uh, so on occasion, depending on what it is, I might need to take a moment, take a night, uh, and maybe that's do nothing. That could be watch a show, that could be read a book, that could be come up with this amazing idea or listen to music. It could be I have been drained because I haven't connected to people that I love and care about. I've been Maybe I've been doing so much connecting, but it's all with people and doing things that I dread, that I hate, or that just takes a lot from me. Mm -hmm. So taking the time to connect with loved ones. Uh, so there was one weekend where um, 
I, I flew to Florida to visit with my childhood friend, my best friend from high school. And I just hung out with her, her husband and her daughter. Um, and I mean, it was the beach too. So it was great weather. Um, and that was something that recharged me. It filled my cup. It helped to fill my cup. Then there was another time where I went on a trip with family and we did a birthday trip and we celebrated all of our birthdays collectively. And uh, we went to go see the Grand Canyon. We explored the Las Vegas Strip. And uh, now there were moments where it was a little too much because around them all the time was just like, <laughs> and I needed to step away. But to see my family, to explore, to go learn new things and expand my mind, uh, that was something that filled my cup. Uh, and then I try to do things daily. So physical things, something, at least five times a week, four to five times a week, minimally. Um, so that Taekwondo martial arts fills that part of my cup because I, I'm working towards something and I'm in a space where people are collectively moving towards something um, and it's fun. So we're getting our endorphins moving. So it just really depends. Why am I drained? What am I drained about? If I'm physically exhausted, maybe I need to rest. If I'm overstimulated from people, from doing tasks, that don't touch my heart in the same way. Maybe I need to be around people who are close to my heart. Sometimes I need to just sleep. Um, uh, so, so those are some of the things. So it really depends. Uh, I, I really wish that I could say that there's this one thing that really recharges me, um, but that is the, I guess, I don't wanna say the common thing because it's not, none of that was common. Right. Um, uh, but that's the thing. When when we're when we're drained, we're not a cell phone. We we can't just go to a plug and that's the end all be all solution. We have to ask ourselves the why. Why am I drained? What is it that's draining me? Right. And then depending on what is it that's draining you, then you go and fill that cup. We're more like a car. So if your brake fluid is down, you put in more brake fluid. If your transmission fluid is down, then you put in that. It's it's more like a car, less like a phone. You know, I never thought of it like that because I've I've often used the phone analogy. And for me, it's like I need just time and space away, whether it's to read a book or go on a drive, listen to a podcast or or what. Um, but if I have been working all day and I needed to get something done and I finally got it done, I've not been around anyone but i'm still drained so i may need to go out and just be around people i mean even if it's i'm going to mcdonald's to grab a burger and just sit there and eat it in the restaurant with other people around me right right versus whether it's like we had um we recently had new re interviews for next year i'm interviewing people all day all right now i've, I've talked all day long and i've interacted with people oh tonight i just need to throw on a show I've seen 20 times and just mindlessly watch it or read a book and, and get away from people. Um, so you're right, it's more like a car of what specifically that we need rather than, oh, I just need to do this to recharge my battery or, or what have you. Um, but I've noticed that the most important thing and one of the things that was grinding me down was lack of consistent sleep 
And so when we moved, I decided, you know what, unless there's an emergency, I'm going to bed at 10 because I get up at five. Mm-hmm. Um, I do I do stuff for the podcast and my other things that I do early in the morning so that I can get those out of the way first thing. But if I go to bed at 10 and I get up at five, I'm getting seven hours of sleep. And it has made the biggest difference in my life uh, for that. My my Apple Watch does the little lullaby song at ten at nine <laughs> at nine fifty nine. Like you yes. know, you're supposed you're supposed to be headed to bed if you're not headed right. to bed right now. So <laughs> right. I'm, I'm, yep, that is it. That is that is exactly it. And I'm I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm thankful for that because I I've noticed that it has it has helped me tremendously to set that thing and i've realized that there are not as many emergencies life-threatening emergencies as you would think as i thought before like hey if i go to bed i'm going to get interrupted 80 times and i'm not going to get good rest i'm like you know what if somebody i'm like if you need me you need to call me if it's that bad big of an emergency and thankfully it has not been yet um but Changing gears here just to something less, not less important, just a different topic. Did you ever get excited to buy a new gadget only to be disappointed by it? Yes. <laughs> yes. What, what was it? Oh, man. I feel like so many things. Um, so there was a camera that I bought, um, a, a drone. So it was a drone uh, camera. Uh, I think I bought the wrong model for it, uh, and I was expecting it to have some certain features as far as just tracking and that kind of thing. I'm super excited about it because I love a good gadget and I love something I can just kind of explore, like expand horizons or see things from different perspectives. And for it to not be able to do what I thought it was going to do, uh, especially for the price tag, I, I, it really grind it grinded my gears. Um, uh, I mean, I ultimately took it back and I, I got a the I think the model up that actually did what I what was advertised but had a different model um and uh, I was pleased by that but yes a few times I've gotten a gadget and it doesn't do what I thought it was supposed to do it is so frustrating I I got this I got it as a gift so I couldn't be that upset about it but I have, okay. an aunt, I have an aunt that bought me and uh, my other two brother-in-laws the same thing one year. It was one of those VR headsets, and it just never ended up being what I thought it was supposed to be. You know, what you what you see in television or or the movies, and I'm like, this is okay. It's just like it's not the greatest thing in the in the world. So that's the only thing I can think of. I don't know. Like, I feel like, I guess kind of like you, I imagine it to be like um, if you're submerged in this completely new world and you're in it. And uh, it's almost as if it's like your reality. And it doesn't feel like that at all. Um, I feel lied to. Um, who do I, who's the manager? Who do I need to talk to about <laughs> that? <laughs> Have you ever done a technology detox? Yes, I have. What did you give up and how long did you last? Okay. Uh, so this was, it was unintentional. Uh, and uh, 
my phone my phone screen cracked and because I'm I would consider myself as someone who is pretty tech savvy and who can figure out things and repair things I ordered a screen for my cell phone to replace it I went to go replace it and I found out that some of the tools in there uh it was just they were too small for my hands so so for those who are listening I'm I'm six foot two and my hands match a six foot two human uh and uh these tools were really tiny and everything inside of it was incredibly tiny as well. Well, I was not successful in replacing that screen. So my, my phone was out of commission and I had to order a new one. So I had to wait, I think five to six days to get a new phone. And um, I had my iPad, I guess for emails, for work emails and things, but no one could call me. Uh, I couldn't be on social media. I mean, I could, but it wasn't the same, right? Right. So I wasn't on there the same way, Snapchat the same, none of these the same. And uh, at first, it was like, now I've never been on uh, in any kind of rehab or any hard drugs to, to know exactly what this feels like. But it felt like I was struggling with an addiction. I was like, who was calling me? What's happening? I'm missing calls. Who am I missing calls from? I felt like I just had an itch and I could not scratch it. Mm. I want to say probably by day three, that feeling went away. The angst about people calling me went away. And I said, if it's important, I know how to contact those people. I've let people know how how to reach me if they need me. And if there's anything emergent for work, I had a duty phone. So I said, they can contact me directly for that. Um, I also realized how many things are attached to, to... two-factor authentication and it all directly goes to your phone so I also realized like oh I can't log into anything so a piece of me was kind of happy because I couldn't work for that week because I couldn't authenticate anything because my phone was gone but I want to say by day three the angst was gone I started to feel like my nervous system was regulating Uh, and I think by the time my phone arrived for that week I felt like I had a better relationship with just technological devices, I wasn't constantly looking what's happening on the internet, what's happening on social media, who's calling me, did someone call me, did I miss someone, oh, that was a phantom ring. So by the end of that, that seven days, I felt like uh, I had a healthier relationship, a much healthier relationship with my cell phone. And before, I couldn't leave a room without it, like I couldn't be out of the space without it, it had to always be charged. After that, I could go to a different room and I'd be okay because the world's not going to implode without my phone in my hand. Right. I'm not going to miss my next meal. The lights aren't going to get shut off because my phone is in the next room. And all the things that's happening on social media, I don't have to keep up with every single one of my followers or or the people that I follow and all their things. All of a sudden it felt like I could breathe um, and I could live in the moment and not just living for a communication Hmm. what about you about oh goodness it's been almost 10 years ago now for lent i gave up facebook one year and so i primarily used it on my phone so i took the app off of my phone okay and as i've told people like they're like how was it i'm like expect to get about 1800 emails from Facebook because they're worried if you don't if you don't get up they're like here's what you've missed here's all of the 
here's yes. all of here's all of the things that you can uh, do, and here's somebody's birthday that you missed. Don't you want to log into? But f- for a while there, and I think no, I think still now, like I'm not as obsessed with Facebook as I was before. Now, certainly other apps have come along that probably take up more time than even Facebook did. But just like you, like in the beginning, like, oh, I was like clicking the space where Facebook was supposed to be. I'm like, no, you don't, you don't need that. And just taking that step away. Now I'm like, And if I'm the only person that that does it, then fine, I'll take I'll take that because I know I'm not the only person that that does it. I was finding I'm like, why am I taking my phone to the bathroom with me? Why don't I just use the restroom while I'm there? I don't I don't take the restroom in with me when I'm, you know, working on my podcast or something like that. You don't (laughs) No. And so I decided, you know, this year I'm not taking my phone into the restroom with me. The only time I uh, break that rule is in the morning after I shower so that I can listen to the news or the what podcast I can do while I'm getting ready. But if I'm just going in there to use the restroom, no, the phone is staying out there. And I found, you know, um, it doesn't take me as long to use the restroom as it did before when I had my phone and I'm just scrolling and, and doing whatever. So I have decided um, have made that change. I need to do a more, and it's one of my goals for the year, a more active putting your phone down and just being present in the moment. Like if I'm watching a TV show, watch the show or watch the movie. Don't be on my phone while I'm, while I'm scrolling in the movie. So I, um, have, have taken to, okay, if you're watching a movie at home, treat it like you're watching a movie in the theater. You know, my phone is on airplane mode because I'm paying for this. Well, at home, I've had either paid for the movie, I own it, or I'm paying paying for the, the right to the movie by watching it on HBO or Netflix or, or what have you. So trying to do that, I've not been totally successful, but it, it's small steps, small right. steps. It, I I definitely feel like uh, challenges like that can be refreshing, uh, and also, uh, you know, it's interesting. I think in different phases of my life as well. So for something like that, when I it was just me, right? So let's say it's just me. Okay, that's fine because my phone is wherever and I can find peace wherever in my home. But then let's say my life is integrated and I have little people in my life and they follow me everywhere outside of the bathroom. Then it's like, okay, then when do I get my moment? Right. How do I carve out that space? So I feel like um, it's interesting. I'm sure that some of your listeners who do have little ones are asking themselves, how do they incorporate that? And even then, sometimes the bathroom time isn't, you know, your alone time either because they want to follow you in there because they want to imitate all the things with you and brush their teeth and and because you watch them potty train they assume oh i have to watch you potty too no get out <laughs> get out scram go on now get right <laughs> right and what what i've noticed and now having been at three different institutions in my 15th year and working in housing 
the thing that remains the same across is all these students. I'm so tired. I didn't get, get any sleep last night. Well, what time did you go to bed? If it's three and you have to get up for an eight o'clock class, then you've got to go to bed early. Well, no, I went to bed at 10. Did you scroll on your phone for an hour? Oh, well, yeah, maybe. I'm like, so your body is saying to yourself, I'm tired. It's time to go to bed. So you go into your nighttime routine. Then you lie down and you're scrolling at this, you know, you're scrolling on your phone. Your brain is saying, I thought we said that we were tired, but we're looking at this thing. So we must not be tired. So it's sending out signals that we're not tired. And so you just keep, you keep scrolling. I said, so when it's, when it's time, when I plug in the phone, the phone is, I mean, it's only 18 inches away from me, but it's face down. So I'm not, I'm not scrolling. I'm like, when I, when it's good nighttime and I've got sleep apnea and then the mask goes on, then it's, yeah, I'm, I'm sleeping. It's not right. time to, not time to scroll. So. Right. Right. And I, I feel like that's the thing. Uh, a lot of people, they don't understand how to do that, how to manage their sleep or how to have a nighttime routine, or even that a good day starts with the night before. Right. No one, no one talks about that. I, I think about my transition from, from high school going into college, and I just remember because I was on a bunch of sports teams, so I'd get off of whatever practice or come home from whatever game, and I'd be up to do whatever homework until it, until it was done. So that might include some procrastination. It might not, but I wasn't done until I was done. And so I might not go to sleep until one or two in the morning because I had practice or I had this thing. And then, of course, maybe I talked with my friends as well or whatever with family. And then I had to get up at six in the morning to start the next day. Well, that's what I learned as a child. Then I go to college, I, I have nothing telling me when to go to sleep, no one telling me when to wake up. I would just have to self-regulate myself and no one ever really gave me a really good example or explained, hey, this is what needs to happen when. I just knew there are 24 hours in a day, but not understanding the importance of a quality night of sleep or even like the, the nighttime routine. So I, like I saw my, my uncle who was my, one of my guardians. So I saw him have a routine, but I didn't really process that until I got older and realized like, oh, this is what he was doing. So each night he would, he would take a shower, he would iron his clothes, he would lay those things out. And it was like clockwork every single night. Right. And that was his thing. Like, I can guarantee you that's what he still does to this day. And uh, now, like in my late 30s, I was probably like my mid 30s when I realized like, oh, that's what he was doing. But now I get it. But 18, I had no idea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I tell I tell my students now they're they're sophomores and they're like, I don't have it all figured out yet. I'm like, you're a freshman who knows where everything is. That's that's basically yeah. what a sophomore is. <laughs> the shots fired. Yeah. Is, is accurate. Um, uh, what is one thing you'd be really disappointed if you never get to experience? Hmm. Wow. The Northern Lights. Okay. The Northern Lights. Um, so that is something that I would love to experience. And I've looked at various ways to do that. Uh, and I know that you can go to Anchorage, uh, uh, Alaska to see them. 
I know that you can go to Iceland or Greenland to see them. I also know that you can go to Manitoba, Canada and see them as well. And on occasion, there's some northern states in uh, 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 contiguous uh, US where you can see it. So I want to say not too long ago, you could see it in, in Cleveland. Like you could see them. And I was like, oh, wow, OK. Um, but I like I want to be as close as possible to see like the fullness of them. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I'd be really disappointed if I didn't get to see those. The nice. Northern Lights. nice, nice. What is your best tip? for making the world a better place? Ooh, my best tip. Be kind. Uh, and the reason that I say that, you know, be kind, because uh, that encompasses a lot of things. Uh, I think a lot of times we go into a space and we have some preconceived notions about everything and anything. And because of those preconceived notions, sometimes it pushes us to not be kind. So for example, I was walking and I was on the phone with uh, a business partner at the time and uh, uh, someone who uh, appeared, uh, appeared to be homeless, he was asking for money. And I was reaching for, for funds to give it to him. And the person on the other line said, don't give it to him. They're just gonna go buy alcohol or drugs. And my first thought was, that's none of my business what they do with it. I have it. I have a giving heart in this moment. And I can afford to give it, not just I have it, because sometimes you have it and you don't have it to give away. Right. So I have it. And this person who looks like they need it. So whether it are, I feel like most people, it takes them a lot to come up and ask you something, mm -hmm. especially for help. They're asking a stranger for help. Now, there are some people who are out there who, who are not in need. Yes but it's not my job to figure out who those people are. Mm -hmm. It's my job to just be a kind person. And uh, I feel like my integrity is what I do with that interaction and that person's integrity is what they do with it. So if they decide that they wanna go uh, squander the, the few dollars that I gave them to go get uh, whatever kind of substance, that's on them. They asked me for money for food, okay. Uh, sometimes I have the time to go and buy food for someone, but it's not my place to govern that for someone else. Right. Just simply, simply being kind and not making assumptions. And even if, even if they made a ton of terrible decisions that got them to that place, it is not my place to judge them as a person, but to honor their humanity. So just sim simply being kind, because a lot of people in those circumstances, they were born into trash circumstances. They did the best with what they could. And there are lots of rules and regulations that make it really difficult for people to stand up when they're knocked down. And just with that in mind, be kind because it's not my job to think about all the things that they could have done to prevent them from being in that situation. They could have, uh, they, uh, their health insurance might not have covered what they needed to and they needed money for insulin. So they buy that for life or they choose not to do that or they, they juggle their bills, rob Peter to pay Paul and maybe one of their, their utilities are cut off and then they're now evicted. And now this whole thing, this, this, this thing, uh, this domino effect that will prevent them from moving forward is now a thing. Um, maybe they didn't make a horrible decision. They just were a, truly a victim of circumstance. So uh, just be kind. Awesome, awesome advice. Um, 
Before I let you go, do you have a recommendation for my audience? Hmm, a recommendation? Uh, I should have looked back to see what my last recommendation was. Um, I would say forever, forever be a student of life and stay young. Now, I don't mean like stay young because we can't stop the hands of time. I mean, you are never too old to have fun. You're never too old to live life. You're never too old to do the thing that you always wanted to do. Just try it and live life and be young and have that, that joy, that excitement that you see on a toddler's face when they experience something new, they tried something new and they have the guts to try it. Mm-hmm. Do that and it'll keep you young forever. Maybe, maybe not physically, you know, because we can't stop that, but nope. mentally. Awesome advice. I would follow that up with drink more water. Always yes. drink more water <laughs> because you're not drinking enough. I can tell yes. you. Yep. Latoya has hers. Um, uh, well, Latoya, thank you so much for doing this today. Before I let you go, go ahead and plug any and everything that you've got. Any and everything. All right. So you can find me on my website, www.latoyarene.com. That is L A T O Y A R E N E.com. You can also follow me on social media. I am Latoya Renee. So that's the letter I and an am, A M, Latoya, L A T O Y A R E. N-E, and that's on all platforms. And some of them, you know, there's Instagram, of course, you have your pictures, your, your motivational things on LinkedIn, more professional. A lot of things are very streamlined. Uh, Facebook as well. And then, of course, again, my website, which is latoyarene.com. And I'm a public speaker. I uh, offer motivational talks, uh, mostly in the areas of leadership, as well as uh, uh, bias reduction. So in those two areas, a lot of times in the university leadership space. So feel free to touch base with me. Feel free to follow up with me. I have a few speeches that are, that are public. Some of them I'm still currently working on chopping it up. Um, and hopefully, you know, maybe I can come back on here and, and, and drop some, some, some knowledge, some wisdom, some motivational nuggets. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's not going to be as long as it's been. Um, Uh, I can uh, promise you and guarantee you that I am at the Joey Harris on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and most other social media sites, just at the Joey Harris. I made it, I made it simple. The Joey, the Joey is where you can find me. That's mostly for my blog. And I, I plug all of the podcasts that I have over and over again. Um, So, and Joey Harris comedy at gmail.com. If you would like to email me. You can always get me there. Latoya, thank you again, and we will see you all down the road. Thank you. Toodles.